turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul. FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. This is Carol Platt. Leave out for townhall.com. The Supreme Court is one of the few American institutions not captured by the left. That's why the left is trying to delegitimize it. Senate Judiciary Committee Democrats Dick Durbin and Sheldon Whitehouse are spearheading Supreme Court ethics legislation. This comes after completely manufactured ethics scandals aimed at Justices Clarence Thomas and Neil Gorsuch. They've been spread by the usual media suspects, including ProPublica, which itself has been paid by a pro-court-packing activist group, ironically enough. Fortunately, the bill has virtually no chance of passing. If senators really believe a Supreme Court justice is corrupt, the Constitution has already provided a remedy. They can impeach him or her. But that's not what this is really about. The Democrats' true agenda is to undermine the current Supreme Court just to facilitate their plan to pack it. They're willing to destroy Americans' faith in their institutions just to seize power. Come light up a fine cigar and engage in an intimate conversation with me about politics, culture, and public opinion. Dennis Prager inviting you to my first Minnesota Cigar Night presented by Pro-Life Across America. Enjoy hors d'oeuvres, adult beverages, and premium cigars from Minnesota's own Founders Cigar Company benefiting veterans. Cigar Night is Wednesday, August 23rd at Mendicota Country Club, Mendota Heights. Tickets are very limited. Go to am1280thepatriot.com to get yours today. Join us Wednesday, August 23rd, with a lively conversation with Dennis Prager. It's our first annual Cigar Night with Dennis Prager. Cigar Night with Dennis Prager is supported by Pro-Life Across America. It's Wednesday, August 23rd. Hurry up and get your limited tickets at am1280thepatriot.com. Tonight's low around 65 degrees throughout your evening and overnight hours with clear skies. Monday, mostly sunny, high around 90 Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, back with our number two of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow us along on Facebook, just do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network on Facebook and give our page a like or a follow if you have yet to do so. And we do have the live stream of the broadcast up and running at our Narn Facebook page, so you can uh, definitely watch the broadcast there as well. Leave a comment or question. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. I want to switch gears now and uh, welcome our guest to the broadcast. Uh, He's been on uh, multiple times before and always a pleasure to hear from him. John Gabriel is the editor-in-chief of Ricochet. Check out their fine work at ricochet.com. He is also the host of the King of Stuff podcast, the Undisputed King of Stuff podcast. You can listen to it wherever you find your favorite podcasts. He's also a contributor to CNN Opinion as well as his hometown newspaper, the Arizona Republic. Going to have John on to talk about uh, some presidential politics as uh, votes have not even been cast, but apparently there are some individuals who believe uh, the race for the GOP nomination is over before it's gotten started. Well, not so fast. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that with our guest, the undisputed king of stuff, John Gabriel. John, always good to talk to you, sir. How are you? 
Uh, great. How about you, sir? Uh, great to be on with you again. Uh, I'm doing well, thanks. And uh, credit to you, John Gabriel. Uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this to you, but uh, because of your stellar writing, you got me to uh, the Arizona Republic got me to pony up a dollar for a subscription so I could read one of your articles. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, they just started putting them behind the paywall like a month ago. So they're free for the first day, and then they start to bring in that filthy lucre. So well, I have no control over this. No, I understand. I, I, I was just telling you that, so hopefully you get a cut out of it, if nothing else. because it, I better. Yeah, I, like I say. A dime I, is coming my way, I bet. <laughs> Well, whatever it takes, we're we're glad to be of service. I, I, what it, what got me, John Gabriel? You might might or might not be surprised to know this because I've mentioned you and I are around the same age. It was your article about how to uh, kind of your note to fellow middle aged men: uh, you have the permission to be old. <laughs> of course, I'm going to embrace that concept, John Gabriel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, what kind of prepared uh, me to write that was walking through the airport in Orange County, California, John Wayne Airport. Yeah, you're used to in Southern California seeing uh, quite a bit of plastic surgery among the female uh, people wandering around. But uh, this time, all the guys, it just, it looked like, a, I think I put in the article, it looked like a wax museum when the AC broke. I'm like, what is going on? It's just like, oh, women, look, you got your own beauty standards, do what you think is best. But just all the guys with kind of one wonky eye and a lip higher than the other one or the other, one side than the other i'm like what is going on here just be old already so uh yeah i a good chance to uh type that in my underwood typewriter while in a rocking chair on the porch smoking my pipe and <laughs> later enjoying the evening newspaper just be old guys it's okay that, that's as good as it gets john gabriel we appreciate it and like i say it's uh uh like a getting kind of the insights of uh, a lot of things that are going down in Arizona and uh, politics. Obviously it's been the epicenter of some big news over the past couple of years, as you well know, whether it was uh, then president Trump losing in uh, 2020 to the uh, contentious elections that took place in the midterms where Republicans, Carrie Lake and Blake masters lost the race for governor and U S Senate respectively. And uh, to, if it, if that isn't bad news enough for Republicans, apparently uh, as you wrote in an op-ed within the past couple of weeks, John Gabriel, the Arizona Republican Party, known for its ineptitude, uh, maybe close to going broke, and that's not even their larger problem, John Gabriel. Why don't you explain? Yeah, they had, um, when they filed their last paperwork, they had $50,000 on hand. Mm. I think uh, this time last year, they had about $1.7 million on hand, so... Uh, things are not going well. It's not a shocker that people are not contributing to them because you kind of want some hope of winning an election. And I think the problem that they've gotten into is uh, they've spent all their money on all these legal challenges, all of which have failed. And uh, I think the big thing, too, is voters don't care about party politics, even if someone's been a lifelong Republican, lifelong Democrat. They don't care about who's the who runs Precinct 57 as the vice committee chair. They don't care about this stuff. And unfortunately, a lot of state parties, I know Minnesota's Republicans have had issues oh, yes. as well with this. And it's like, quit focusing on past elections and focus on what the voters are talking about now and what you think they'll be talking about the next election that rolls around. And I don't know why that's so difficult <laughs> for people. It's like uh, marketing 101. Focus on the consumer. What are they interested in? What are they talking about? What's annoying them? And focus on that instead of, oh, my gosh, three years ago, did you see what happened with the when the precinct committee chair didn't allow a vote on this uh, third article that we were trying to raise? And I, I feel like that's what our state party would much rather focus on instead of, Hey, why am I paying so much for the grocery store? I, I, I think that's a bigger issue for uh, the average uh, voter out there. Yeah, obviously, you you also mentioned in the piece that the good news for uh, registered Republicans is they still outnumber uh, registered Democrats by a good margin. But the bad news is uh, those independents are creeping up awfully close, nipping on their uh, heels of the Republicans as far as uh, who has the most uh, registered voters. So to your point, John Gabriel, it seems uh, you Arizonans... Uh, uh, are more, oh, I don't know, uh, focused on issues? Uh, perish the thought, John Gabriel. 
Yeah, well, yeah, we hope we're uh, focusing on the issues. I, I don't know. It's like the primary, you kind of have the hardcore base coming out for both sides. But you just have to look to the general as well. It's like, who's going to win this thing? Because uh, independents, um, there are only 10,000 fewer um, independents than Republicans. And if trends follow by the next election, the largest quote-unquote party will be independently aligned uh, people. So it's because voters, they're annoyed with both parties now. And that's totally understandable. Both parties are a mess. Um, but gosh, you really have to focus on the bread and butter issues if you want to uh, get people to vote for you and not, uh, I don't know, these kind of esoteric causes that maybe 10% of the base really is bought into. What is kind of the way too early read on the U.S. Senate race? Obviously, current incumbent Senator Kirsten Cinema is up for re-election. And of course, she made the, fam- uh, the uh, very noteworthy and newsworthy party change from Democrat to independent herself. Uh, uh, any gauge, any finger on the pulse that reading that you can give us uh, at this moment, John Gabriel? Well, Sinema is playing, keeping it very close to the vest, um, which is pretty normal for her. But she's always been a pretty independent-minded person. When she was a U.S. representative of my district, I might add, um, before that, she was in the state Senate, the state House. She's always been kind of a work across the aisle kind of person. And uh, I would think that she's going to run as an independent. Um, we have a pretty far left Democrat who is likely to win the Democratic primary. His name is Ruben Gallego. He's been in the House for a few terms. And he is uh, he has a lot more in common with AOC than Kirsten Cinema. So that is a hard sell in this state. When Democrats win, which unfortunately they do more and more these days, they run basically as Republicans. Right. You, you know, nothing but every mailer you get is like a sea of flying U.S. flags and veterans saluting. And I was like, are you sure this is a Democrat mailer? <laughs> um, so that's kind of because they know they have to get the middle and they want to look like I'm not the scary woke person. But um, Ruben Gallego um, he's kind of a hothead and pretty far left uh, troll on Twitter. So I think he's going to have a tough sell for people. Uh, there's a huge opportunity with those people breaking up the center left to far left vote. There's a huge opportunity if we just get a decent GOP candidate in there uh, to get in there and run somebody who can appeal to the party base, of course, whether, you know, you're hardcore supporting at this time Trump or DeSantis, get both those groups and then a few people from the center. That's all you need. A Republican could uh, take this due to uh, trouble going on with the state Democratic Party, which has been infighting a lot. So it'll be interesting to see. But right now, cinema is playing everything very close to the vest. So she hasn't made any um, a lot of public statements about the upcoming election yet. Are there any uh, prominent Republicans, any names that we know would know that are uh, at least signaling they might uh, vie for this uh, particular election? Not really. Carrie Lake has talked about it. Oh, um, a few very, yeah. <laughs> but who knows? You know, she has been out of the state for months now. She's basically living in Florida now, in or around Mar-a-Lago. So um, I don't know if she will get a lot of support, especially her post-election tour where she has just been completely absent from Arizona. She just flew to the East Coast and posted bikini pics from the Florida Keys, and I'm like, all right, (laughs) that's going to sell in Arizona, but Uh. good for you. Live your best life. And uh, yeah, the former head of the GOP party who presided over um, the diminishment of the state GOP here, uh, she also moved moved to Florida as well. She's leading boat tours to tourists or something. So um, Yeah, so who knows if she'll even want to come back. Uh, She's basically just tied herself completely to Donald Trump and national politics. Um, Doug Ducey was another uh, guy that people were hoping. He was a two-term, very popular governor of Arizona. But um, he is uh, now running a think tank, kind of a political action group. And so he has pretty much said, I'm not running for Senate, but I don't think Senate would be a good fit for him anyway. He's an executive, and uh, being one vote out of 100, I can't imagine that would even appeal to him. He's earned some time off. Um, One guy, I think, to watch, and I think who 
really did better and better as the campaign went on is Blake Masters, who lost for U.S. Senate. But, um, yeah, a lot of people at the start were dinging him, and he's too, you know, too extreme. He's an odd guy. He doesn't have experience in this. But, boy, seeing him on the stump during the primary season, to I saw him like a week or two before the election, and he was good. He was tight. He was talking about the voters. He didn't focus on himself. It was all about how can I improve things for you? So he has been completely quiet since the election, but I wouldn't be surprised if he jumped in. And I, and like I said, I think if he can kind of reset the public uh, image of him, um, but I think he could have a definite chance of winning the primary and doing it in a way that can appeal to both sides of the party. Once again, we are joined by John Gabriel. He, the editor-in-chief at Ricochet. Check out their fine work, ricochet.com, and, of course, listen to his uh, weekly podcast, The King of Stuff. Find it on wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. John, need to take a quick break. Uh, can we hold you over for a segment to talk presidential politics when we come back? You got it. All right. John Gabriel will be joining us. Uh, we'll talk uh, break down the uh, GOP uh, race for the nomination for president in 2024. And we're here to take your phone calls as well, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow or check out our Narn Facebook page where we have a live stream of the broadcast up and running. Brad Carlson back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. From South St. Paul to Southeast Asia, and Little Canada to regular-sized Canada, we're where you are. Listen anytime, anywhere at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about the 100% drug-free relief factor. We all deal with aches and pains in our day-to-day lives, and I have had my fair share, including injuries like a detached quad muscle that, I can tell you, fell into the category of really bad pain. But I've been able to manage the pain by taking relief factor. It helps your own body to attack and find off sources of inflammation, the source of most of our aches and pains, and I've loved it for years now. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick starter pack for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Get a new Bradford White water heater installed from Champion Plumbing for half price. This is a special offer from Champion and AM 1280 The Patriot. There's only one available. If you need a new water heater and want it at half price, call The Patriot now at 651-405-8800. John, what are you doing? Get in my car. So why are you walking to work? (sighs) Thanks, man. It's these insanely high gas prices. They're draining my bank account. I can't afford to drive anymore. Dude, don't walk. Just do what I do because I never pay full price for gas anymore. I use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Oh, wait. You're telling me you get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code REFUEL for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's promo code REFUEL. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code REFUEL for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code REFUEL. I'm Scott from the History Unplugged podcast. History can be a bit of a tongue twister with its weird sounding names of people, places, and things, but it really isn't that confusing. History is the story of who we are and how we comport ourselves while soaring to victory in battles over forts, seaports, and cities that fortunately thwarted the schemes of villains and their blood sports, like the 1415 Battle of Agincourt. It's about legal battles in courts, about the contortion of torts over the retorts of consorts that turned into kangaroo courts. I exhort you to listen to History Unplugged on the podcast player of your choice, and you can listen to it while wearing shirts, shorts, skirts, skorts, or jean jorts. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. 
Thanks as always for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And you can also check us out on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Just do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network on Facebook. Give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And we do have the live stream of the broadcast up and running. So, hey, feel free to leave a comment or question there as well. And thank you, as always, for tuning in. Uh, continuing with our guest, John Gabriel. He, the editor-in-chief at Ricochet.com, as well as the host of the King of Stuff podcast. Uh, John Gabriel, uh, breaking down the Republican nomination for president uh, in 2024. We haven't had a single vote cast. We haven't had, uh, other than the Blaze Forum, where uh, Tucker Carlson talked to uh, most of the candidates Really haven't had an opportunity to see a lot of the candidates up close and personal, hear their real strong messaging. And yet you have uh, some people uh, who I won't name on here who like to performatively hump uh, President Trump's leg, saying the race is over. It's uh, He's at 60-plus percent. You're never going to make a dent in that. Might as well uh, coalesce behind Trump. And uh, if you're not for us, you're against us. All this other uh, chanting points we hear uh, not so fast, John Gabriel. Apparently, people are not looking at the head-to-head polls uh, against, uh, we assume it's going to be Joe Biden in 2024. Uh, it seems it seems we do this to ourselves every election cycle, take the short-sighted route where, yeah, you have a strong lead for the nomination, but what does that mean for the general? Yeah, um, all the polling, uh, all the polling, especially in swing states, and they've even nailed it down to, like, swing counties, that say went for Biden in 2016 and went for Biden in 2020 and Trump in 2016. Um, the is doing better against Biden. He's defeating Biden in all those places and Trump is losing in all those places. So um, again and again, and these are like different polling groups, different agencies, some conservatives, some liberal, but it's all coming up that DeSantis is performing much better in the general by several points. So, and also, too, it's so early, right. and that's the thing. If you support Trump, DeSantis, Tim Scott, um, Doug Burgum, who's sure to uh, make a run for the, the prize there, um, whoever you're supporting now, it's so early. And we are politics geeks, and we follow this stuff sure. daily. Most people aren't focused on this yet. They're like, oh, gosh, another election season? Oh, well, I'll figure it out when the primaries start, when I need to vote. Um, so to say that anyone it's over um, is foolish, um, and that includes if DeSantis was up 70 to Trump's 20, nothing's over until the voters have their say. Yeah. Um, the other thing, too, is Jeb was leading by, he was up by like 70% or something at this stage in 2016. Uh, so, yeah, nothing is baked in, and uh, people, I think average folks haven't even started to pay attention yet. I, I, and for the record, I think it's pronounced Jeb! You know, because you got to get the exclamation point. Exactly. In. So, Jeb is the <laughs> proper pronunciation. Yeah, that that that's an excellent point. I get it. There, Trump is being uh, dogged by a lot of these legal issues, and you know, the one thing that's I think troublesome is, yeah, that you could argue like the the particular one out of out of Manhattan, the Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg. Yeah, that looks very politically motivated, but unfortunately, they that's. The one they use as the standard is like, oh, this is a political witch hunt. But they don't ever look at the substance of some of these other indictments. Like, I think, you know, and people may disagree with me, and I'm curious to hear your take on this, John Gabriel. The the documents that down at Mar-a-Lago, the agency documents, clearly does not fall under the purview of the Presidential Records Act, according to some uh, great legal minds that I that I read on a regular basis. And yet people are not willing to talk about the substance of these indictments rather than it's just dismissed as a political witch hunt. And uh, the more they continue to do that, I think uh, that's just going to cause a deeper divide instead of focusing on the real issues here. Yeah, I I think, uh, and that's the thing too, with the DOJ, I don't think anyone, whether you uh, plan to, you know, ride or die with Trump or not, um, nobody respects this decision he's made. We have a lot of uh, smart, highly educated people in Washington, but they seem to have lost any vestige of wisdom. Um, you know, back when I was a really little kid, I remember Ford, well, I remember my parents telling me Ford um, not voting to prosecute Link, uh, Nixon. And um, 
some people were outraged about it, but it's like, do we really need, with how toxic our political culture is now between left and right, do we really need to be going through this, going through uh, trial procedures during an election year? It's just foolish on every level. And uh, with overlooking all of Hunter and Joe Biden's inappropriate moves, which seem far more serious than anything Trump's done to me, um, it just sours everybody on the on whether we're even living in a democracy now. So it's going to be a mess. Um, and I, I think I, I kind of wonder if Democrats are just saying, hey, we want Trump to be the main story going into 2024, and we're going to make it happen during the midterms. That's when they had the January 6th hearing, which was rolled out like a marketing campaign just before the midterm elections, and it seems like they're trying to do engineer the same things here. Um, what we should be focused on is not uh, what happened in 2020, uh, whether candidates or uh, us voters, we should focus on what do we want uh, moving forward from 2024? How can we fix the economy? How can we uh, make sure our military is the strongest? How do we make sure we're not intervening in every single brush fire going on around the world? How do we deal with China? These are the issues that should matter to voters, not uh, all the nonsense going on in the Beltway. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. And, and uh, yeah, that's been my theory, is that every time an indictment of Trump comes out, it seems to galvanize certainly his supporters and perhaps even uh, Republican supporters who legitimately see this as a two-tier justice system. I mean, multiple things can be true. Trump and the, and the documents hidden in Mar-a-Lago, it's not a nothing burger, but at the same time, as you alluded to, with everything going on with the Biden family, there definitely seems to be a two-tiered system of justice. Now, uh, John, we have a few minutes to go. I at least want to get your final thoughts on this. I am of the belief that uh, we are not going to get a Trump-Biden rematch, whether that means Trump losing the GOP nomination or something happens to Joe Biden. Where I mean, it's already obvious that he's not up for a re-election run, but yet they still are doing the, the, the weekend Bernie's routine, trying to prop him up, trying to say that, hey, he really is a, the strong leader that we were, we're conveying him to be uh, out front. Uh, how do the Democrats deal with that situation when it I mean, it's already pretty obvious to a lot of us, but when it gets too far gone and it's clear he's not up for a run, what what in your mind is their tactic then? Boy, it's really tough. They've created quite a problem for themselves. He was not uh, up to running uh, a normal campaign in 2020, let alone now. And um, all I see is uh, somebody waiting in the wings, waving, jumping in the news cycle every couple of days is Gavin Newsom. Yep. Uh, good luck at that guy elected nationally. However... I think he is operating as a safety valve for the Democratic Party. And again, to the polls, when they've polled Democrats and Republicans, something like 65 to 68 percent of people in both parties do not want either Trump or Biden, whoever their party is representing. I think the American people are tired of, you know, I don't know, these, you know, 80 year old or so people trying to kind of stumble around and leave the country when they don't know the issues that we're facing anymore. You know, Joe Biden is mumbling about stuff that went on in the 1970s. Uh, Trump, at least, is more modern, talking about 2020. But we need a younger, dynamic uh, group of leaders who can kind of take over from this old order because the world is a very, very different place than it was when these folks first started paying attention to the news cycle. Yeah, absolutely, and I, I think that the, and the thing is, is like we do have the we do have the power in our hands, but it just it it almost seems like kind of a game of chicken. No one wants to, you know, be the first <laughs> to oust the 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 person at the, at the top of the party. It's just it's just we're so conditioned to follow a certain routine that no one seems to want to be to veer off to the different direction, so to speak. John Gabriel. Yeah, yeah, it's really bizarre to see, and yeah, most people say they don't want it, but. You know, when you have a bunch of people in a primary field, all you need is, you know, one third of the voters to carry yeah. with you and you can take the whole enchilada there. So it, it's uh, very frustrating for a lot of people kind of looking at the big picture. You know, I would love to see uh, more of a visionary leader who could lead for two terms, eight years straight of getting things right and putting us on a better footing. Uh, we've seen um, many Republicans, governors do that around the country. And boy, we can really use that nationally because I think the current group on both sides running D.C., um, they just seem just growing out of touch with 
the American people what our big interests are, trying to restore a world that no longer really exists, and uh, it's very frustrating to see. Once again, we've been joined by John Gabriel. He's the editor-in-chief at ricochet.com. Again, check out their fantastic work at ricochet.com. And be sure to check out the Undisputed King of Stuff, his weekly podcast, which can be heard at any of your favorite uh, podcast sites. I uh, prefer Spotify myself. And also check out his uh, work, CNN Opinion, uh, Arizona Republic. And, John, I came across your work at uh, Discourse recently, DiscourseMagazine.com. So congratulations on picking up another side hustle. We uh, appreciate all your work. So, John. Oh, thanks. Yeah, thanks as always for uh, joining us. Uh, we appreciate it very much, and uh, have a great rest of your weekend. You too, sir. Enjoy the cooler weather. It's, uh, I'm going to go outside in a minute here. I think it's down to 140 here in the Phoenix area. So. Okay. Get that windbreaker. <laughs> Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Uh, AM, bye. AM 12A, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. You can save a baby's life for just $28. Preborn is a ministry that offers free ultrasound sessions to pregnant girls and women who might otherwise end their pregnancy. They are far more likely to choose life once they see that first picture of their baby. Your gift of $28 provides a mother the chance to see the truth of the life growing inside her. To help, go to preborn.org or call 833-850-BABY. This message provided by Lucky Station's convenience stores of the Twin Cities. Are you wondering if your home sustained damage in the storm that just moved through the metro? Hi, it's Alex. Call my team at Estate Claim Services for a free inspection. Many homes in Farmington, Hastings, Rosemount, and Apple Valley were damaged by the storm over the 4th. Estate Claim Services will find out if yours was one of them. Alex and his team will conduct a free comprehensive inspection. And will determine the full scope of repairs needed. Check out their online reviews and A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Estate Claim Services is a local Patriot-owned company specializing in storm damage repair, roofing, siding, gutters, and windows. You can trust that Estate Claim Services will be around long after the storm has ended. Find them online at estateclaimservices.com. They're your local storm damage repair team. Online at estateclaimservices.com or call 651-309-1114. Estate Claim Services is a trusted storm damage partner. Mention the Patriot. That's estateclaimservices.com. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-504-1123. 800-504-1123. That's 800-504-1123. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in Minnesota. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. Here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for comments or questions. And hey, don't forget, we do have the live stream of the broadcast up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So go to uh, Facebook, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. As always, appreciate you tuning in. 
Uh, Gary from War Road, uh, he weighs in with a comment. The DeSantis interview with Tucker Carlson at the summit in Iowa was great. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things. Even those folks who are neutral and are willing to vote for whomever is the GOP nominee and even some of those who are more leaning Trump. Now, the cultists will never acquiesce to any Republican candidate doing good, but those who may be leaning Trump even uh, ac- even said, you know what, if DeSantis is the guy, I yeah, I'd absolutely vote for him. So, uh, again, it's way too early, and the performative leg humpers who are saying that everybody needs to drop out and coalesce behind Trump, yeah, not happening. It's way too early. That'd be stupid to do that. Uh, Ron DeSantis has got more cash on hand than Trump and Biden combined. So um, why don't you talk to me after we've had a uh, uh, first debate, or first candidate forum or whatever, and Trump's already whining about that, saying, I'm so far ahead, why do I need to appear at these things? Well, again, um, voters need to hear all the options because as of right now, Trump is not making any hay with independence. Okay? And that's what, as we talked with John Gabriel last segment, that's what's really going to swing the election in these swing states is the independent voters. And Trump has not gotten those people back, even though he's kicking and screaming, insisting that he got enough votes. It was just taken from him in 2020. Not going to cut it. So uh, anyways, we appreciate John Gabriel again of Ricochet.com for joining us the previous couple of segments. I want to switch gears now. You know, I'm not much of a country music fan. I, I was... It was weird. I kind of became a fan of country music in the late 80s, early 90s, and listened right up until about the mid to late 90s. So there was a decade portion in there, particularly in the mid-90s, where pop music, I just didn't really get down with the grunge stuff that came out in, like, 93, like Nirvana and some of those other high-profile grunge bands that came out. It just wasn't my thing. I mean, I, I was okay with, like, the new Jack Swing that was out in the early 90s, and of course the 80s was my decade. Those are my formative years. Love, love, love that music. You probably recognize a lot of the Whenever I have a chance to play a prominent 80s tune in my in my bumper uh, roster, I do it. Uh, but for whatever reason, around 93, 94, I caught on to country, and that's when Garth Brooks really became huge, and he kind of went outside of country and even bled into the mainstream a little bit. But then I realized, hey, there's a lot of good uh, other good country artists besides Garth Brooks. And so... For a good portion of the 90s, I listened to country music, and then I just kind of fell away from it, you know? I just didn't listen to music much at all when I was in the car listening to the radio. I was kind of, as befits a, a an aspiring talk radio host, I was listening to a lot of talk radio. Well, I say that all to say that I was not overly familiar with Jason Aldean. I've heard the name. He's been in concert here in the Twin Cities, I believe, and seems pretty popular among good friends of mine who are country music fans, but uh, he caused a stir with a uh, video for a song of his entitled Try That in a Small Town, and I'll read from the foxnews.com story. Country singer Jason Aldean released a new music video this week touting how small towns wouldn't put up with the kind of riots and lawlessness many cities across the country faced during the summer of 2020. With lyrics warning violent criminals as well as those who disrespect law enforcement and the American flag to try that in a small town, Aldine sings, Yeah, you think you're tough? Well, try that in a small town. See how far you make it down the road. Around here, we take care of our own. You cross that line, it won't take long for you to find out. I recommend you don't. Footage from smash-and-grab robberies and cities burning during the 2020 riots are shown in the background of the new music video for Try That in a Small Town. The song's tough stance on crime and pro-Second Amendment messaging upset some liberals who voiced their complaints on Twitter. So they're they're basically saying that uh, he's advocating for just going out and committing atrocities like the Las Vegas shooter who killed 60 people and wounded 400 more. That was invoked by uh, the chief... Uh, uh, head of the gun grabber organization, Moms Want Action. Oh, I'm sorry, Moms Demand, 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 Moms Demand Action. Uh, Shannon Watts, is she is she with Moms Want Action, or Demand Action, I should say? Um, I know she's a prominent gun grabber. Yeah, Moms Demand Action. <clears throat> so she's uh, she invoked Jason Aldean in the Vegas shooting because he was on stage during that shooting that killed 60 people and 400 more. So 
I don't understand how saying that you'll use your weapon, you're not afraid to use your weapon in self-defense is somehow on par with a guy who just fired uh, heavy artillery from a hotel room, killing 60 people, wounding hundreds more. I don't, I don't see how that that's the same thing. Now, again, as someone who is a strong proponent of being able to arm yourself for self-defense, that's not something I would do. I don't go around saying, hey, you ever try to break in my house, um, it'll be the last mistake you ever make. I, I would never say that out loud. I, make, I may, may or may not feel that sentiment, but that's not something I'm going to tout, especially not in a country music song. But again, this idea that this is somehow inciting people to you know, stack up and go out and shoot people that they think might cause problems in a small town. I, 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 that's a pretty big leap. And here, here's, here's the one thing that I can't get past is the one prevailing sentiment among the left regarding this song was that it was filled with racist dog whistles. Now, to me, that says a lot more about the progs than it does Jason Aldean. When you automatically assume that he's taunting black people. So by you saying that, hey, when he's referring to, hey, try that in a small town, try tearing down our town, tearing down our storefronts and whatever else and terrorizing people, if you're implying that that's a racist dog whistle, why, why do you automatically assume he's talking about black people? That's a question I have for progressives, is they automatically went there. But perhaps... One of the most deranged reactions came from someone named Ashton Pittman. Don't know who this person is. He's a progressive. But he posted on his Twitter feed a picture of a screenshot of Jason Aldean's video standing in front of the Maury County Courthouse in Columbia, Tennessee. Now, for context, a white lynch mob strung up a black man by the name of Henry Choate after dragging his body through the streets with a car in 1927. And Ashton Pittman says that's where Aldean chose to sing about murdering people who don't respect police. Well, again, that's a, that's a straw man. He didn't say, hey, if you disrespect police, I'm going to bust some shots off. No, no, no. He just says they stand behind law enforcement. Okay, He didn't say that they're going to shoot people if they disrespect law enforcement, that's stupid. And if you if you glean that from the song, uh, you're you're really deranged. You're taking it to another level, and you're almost as guilty as what you're accusing Jason Nalden of being is of, of inciting people by spewing this rhetoric on Twitter. Well, okay, look, the optics aren't great. Standing in front of a courthouse where a high profile lynching occurred, but. It's quite a leap to suggest that a singer singing about defending his small town can be conflated with lynching a person solely because of that person's skin color. That's a, that's a really big leap and a, and a complete non sequitur. And again, this Mr. Pittman, he might have a point if that location wasn't you know, frequently used as a backdrop. From what I understand, this Columbia court, this uh, courthouse, Columbia, Tennessee, it's also used in video protections such as uh, Mario Lopez's movie, uh, Stepping Into the Holiday. Not familiar with that movie, but apparently it was used for that. And uh, Miley Cyrus's Hannah Montana, the movie, that was also used as a backdrop. So, uh, again, this idea that he chose that just to say, I'll string you up if you try that in a small town. No. Again, it's all about self-defense, which, again, isn't something, as I, an advocate of self-defense, would say, uh, would would uh, brag about. Okay? Because that's you know kind of like Fight Club. The first rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club, kind of like if you're a staunch Second Amendment advocate. You know, it's okay to be a passionate defender of it, but then... To come out and say, hey, you, you you walk through my front door and try to cause harm to my family, that's that's the last mistake you ever make. Again, 
That's not something I would do. I, I, you know, your mileage may vary. But true to the lyric, to one specific lyric in Al Dean's song, uh, his supporters took care of their own. Again, this is from uh, a Blaze.com article. The controversy has caused the opposite effect critics may have intended. However, as Aldine's single shot to number one on the iTunes chart while also topping the platform's video rankings and showing up on YouTube's trending music videos page. So, again, uh, this is all about the leftists trying to cancel someone they feel is objectionable because Jason Aldine has always been very upfront about his right-wing political beliefs, as has his wife. So I don't, I don't believe for one second a lot of these people think that Jason Aldean aspires to lynch black people. I don't think for one second these leftists believe that. But again, in our current political system, the battle to try to win this culture war or whatever else we have to paint our opponents in such an extreme and absurd light that they know that's not going to draw in a lot of new people. But if they can just get a few people who and just kind of raise some questions in their mind about people with a certain worldview, that they can, they can draw them in. And as you can see, as usual, uh, it has had the exact opposite effect. And uh, Jason L.D., you know, basically uh, took exception. He did come out uh, with a statement basically saying that, uh, look, uh, I'm all for it. Yeah, in fact, I'll read his quote. Uh, this is one of the most dangerous. Um, no, that's not what he wrote. Uh, where's the quote? I hate when I do that. I have the uh, I have the quote right in front of me and then the uh, web page. Um, and then the web page refreshes. Well, basically, he came out and said, look, when it comes to art, people listen to song lyrics and they have their own interpretation of the song and they can openly interpret however they desire. That's art. And when you're subject to your art to that, so be it. But he, but this goes too far. You know, accusing him of, of being basically being bloodthirsty, looking to kill people uh, is just absolutely moronic. Because, again, uh, he saw what happened in a lot of these cities where including here in Minneapolis, police were basically told to stand down one of the nights of the unrest, so people had their businesses destroyed. Some people's homes suffered damaged, and they were left hung out to dry and may not have been proficient in self-defense. Okay? And so what he's basically saying, it's like people are sometimes feel helpless in that situation, but where I come from, uh, they're not going to be. So... Again, uh, this had the opposite effect that a lot of these progs had uh, intended. And again, I don't believe for one second any of them firmly believe that Jason Aldean was looking to lynch people, but that's all part of the hyperbolic rhetoric we seem to engage in in this climate, and uh, it's a shame, really it is. Back with one final segment on the broadcast with me, Brad Carlson, the closer, AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. From Elk River to the Congo River and Cannon Falls to Niagara Falls, we go where you go. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No, no wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America... 
please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. For over a century, AM radio has evolved to meet the needs of our community. More than 80 million listeners depend on AM radio each month. It's also the backbone of the emergency alert system, keeping us safe in dangerous times. A new bill in Congress would ensure this free, reliable service remains in cars. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress to support the AM radio for every vehicle act. Message and data rates may apply. You may receive up to four messages a month, and you may text stop to stop. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Come light up a fine cigar and engage in an intimate conversation with me about politics, culture, and public opinion. Dennis Prager inviting you to my first Minnesota Cigar Night presented by Pro-Life Across America. Enjoy hors d'oeuvres, adult beverages, and premium cigars from Minnesota's own Founders Cigar Company, benefiting veterans. Cigar Night is Wednesday, August 23rd at Mendicota Country Club, Mendota Heights. Tickets are very limited. Go to am1280thepatriot.com to get yours today. Record-setting four-time Emmy Award winner Michelle Tafoya discusses politics and the state of our culture, free from mainstream media pressures. That means you'll find unhindered commentary and astute observations that bring greater depth to the topic at hand. Insight from subject matter experts and thought leaders round out the conversation. The Michelle Tafoya Podcast, free on YouTube, or stream via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SalemPodcastNetwork.com. TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mack, For King and Country, and many more. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker. Hey, welcome back. AM1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It was early morning yesterday. Back with one final segment on the broadcast with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. And I really have enjoyed Folks, just as a programming note, I'm actually going to be away on assignment the next two Sundays. Next Sunday, July 30, as well as the following Sunday, August 6. Uh, Consigliere, do we know who's filling in each of the next two Sundays? Do we know? I'm working on that, Brad. I apologize for putting you on the spot, John. <laughs> no, that's yeah, okay. That's uh... <laughs> okay. I was just thinking about that earlier today. I mean, we got some options, and we'll see who's available. Right now is one of those times where everyone's like, oh, I'm, I'm out, you know? Yeah, that's <laughs> fair. vacations and things. We'll see, though, uh, and we've got good options, so I, I'm stay sure tuned. you do. Okay, well, fair enough. Well, folks, you heard it here. Definitely stay tuned to who will be filling in for me. Or you can just tune in Sundays, 1 to 3, as you normally do. Uh, because we always have a plethora of phenomenal guest hosts to uh, fill in, so we hope uh, that you enjoy that. Uh, Folks, some uh, sad news in the world of radio this uh, past week. Uh, One of our own has passed away. This is from an article on ChristianityToday.com. Stuart Epperson, co-founder of a radio empire that brought Christian preaching and conservative talk to the largest media markets in the United States, died on July 17 at the age of 86. Uh, Of course, we're referring to Salem Media Group, which uh, Mr. Epperson uh, was co-founder. Epperson went into business with his brother-in-law, Edward Atzinger, in the 1970s, pioneered a new financial model for radio in the 1980s, and grew their media company to more than 100 radio stations with 11 million listeners. Uh, today in the largest metro areas in the United States, Salem Media Group broadcasts the sermons of David Jeremiah, Tony Evans, Greg Laurie, Chuck Swindoll, and John MacArthur, as well as the preaching and teaching of the late J. Vernon McGee, the late Charles Stanley, and the late R.C. Sproul. Salem stations also broadcast the conservative and populist political commentary of yeah, yeah, Dennis Prager, Charlie Kirk, Sebastian Gorka, uh, it's on a Laurie Conrad Schwarzenegger, uh, Eric Metaxas and others. So um, rest in peace to uh, Mr. Epperson and condolences to his loved ones. Uh, I, for one, am grateful for the environment that we have here at Salem Media Group, the opportunity to uh, foster our uh, our worldview and our political beliefs and share with you, the audience. And uh, like I say, the Northern Alliance Radio Network will be celebrating 20 years right here on this Salem affiliate AM 1280, The Patriot. We'll be celebrating 20 years 
in March of 2024. So with that, uh, we leave you with this elegy to Mr. Epperson by our own Hugh Hewitt. Godspeed, my friends. Have a blessed week, and I'll talk to you in three weeks. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Early this week, Salem Media Group put out a press release announcing the death of the co-founder of the company, Stuart Epperson. Stuart passed at the age of 86 after a battle with leukemia. We saw this day coming, but it came sooner than I and many others expected, and it hurts. Stu Epperson is a legend. What he did, along with his brother-in-law, Ed Atzinger, is not just a great American success story. It is that. But it's a story about a man who leveraged everything time and again to build a media company that would make a difference, to build a media company that would be salt and light to a world desperately in need of both. Stu grew up on a tobacco farm in Virginia. He went on to live in North Carolina. He'd been involved with radio since the age of seven, when his brother Ralph built a radio station in their farmhouse in Virginia in 1943. His first radio station came in 1961 in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. It was 1986 when he combined his radio assets with his brother-in-law, Ed Atzinger, to found Salem. In 2005, Time Magazine recognized Stu as one of the 25 most influential evangelicals in America. Quote, it's been a dream life, he said in a 2020 interview. Yeah, we've had struggles, he continued. We've had problems, we've had challenges. But God has been there all the time, leading us, guiding us, and he's still doing that today. Stu was always supportive of the growth and expansion of Salem into conservative space, but there was no question about it. Stuart's passion was in Christian media. Stuart's passion was for the gospel. Stu's efforts have had a gospel impact, not limited to his work through Salem. A terrific window into the heart of this man is through another organization he founded, One Kid at a Time. It's a mentoring ministry. He'd make the time to pour into boys who didn't have a dad, well into his later years. He knew that God is a father to the fatherless, and Stu wanted to help. In that 2020 interview I just mentioned, he gave a very clear challenge about what was most important to him. Seek the Lord while you may be found. Call upon him while he's near. Seek the Lord. Study the Bible. Get serious about it. Don't be a casual believer. Don't be a casual Christian. Be a true blue sold out to the Lord and study the Bible. Be a Bible student the rest of your life. Stuart Epperson's radio and media legacy is still very much alive. Through Salem Media, of course, and through his son, Stu Jr., who now serves on the board of Salem. Stu Jr. owns and operates some 50 stations through his own media enterprise, Truth Broadcasting, based in North Carolina. Stu is survived by his wife, Nancy, his four children, their spouses, and 24 grandchildren. Stu ran the race, and he ran it very well. We'll miss you, Stu. I'm fully confident that Stu Epperson will be greeted with the words in heaven, Well done, good and faithful servant. People looking to buy a new fence in Minnesota are lucky. Lucky because unlike with other types of purchases, when it comes to buying a new fence, the choice has been made so darn easy. Only one company truly stands above the rest and has for a long, long time. Midwest Fence has not only been around far longer than anyone else and thus is far more experienced, they're the largest fence company in the state, which means Midwest Fence has the greatest variety of fence designs. You won't believe the seemingly endless styles you can choose from these days. And Midwest Fence buys in such bulk, they can keep their prices lower than other companies. That's why if you're ready for a fence, you're just plain lucky. The legendary fence company that's been making people smile since Truman was president is but a phone call away and ready to stop out and deliver a free estimate. Your turn to smile, folks. Learn more at MidwestFence.com. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need 
need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. 